welcome to the Sun Spice Wisdom Show. I'm your host, Ashley Welch, and today we have none other than the Bo Campbell, founder and creator of Yogarina with us. Hi, Bo. <laughs> How are you? It's, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice to see you. So Bo and I have had the classic social media relationship thus far. I was <laughs> I was fortunate enough to be introduced uh, to you by a dear friend, Shauna Tebow. And do you are you friends with Shauna? Yes, yeah, I know her. Okay. Um, next, nice, yeah. So she, my friend, she was like, "Hey, there's this like crazy dance thing that I get into, and I don't know. I just, I really like it. And I think that we need to do it together. And I was kind of like, huh, okay. Sounds cool. I didn't, I had no idea what to expect. And, um, so her and I did your class and I just like, I don't know what it was, you know, it maybe like the catalyst for me, like waking my body back up again into this sort of more feminine state. But I remember that there was this point in your class where I just started bawling my eyes out and I was so happy and it was such a cool experience. And so I just want to have to, I want to say thank you for ushering that type of environment in, especially virtually, because I think it's, you know, our, we don't think it's possible to go that intimate um, just from here, you know, on our screens, but it, it totally is. And you could feel, I remember I could feel the energy being so high through that class, despite us all being all, you know, all over the country, possibly the world. I don't know um, how far your following went, but it was, there was quite a few people. So yeah, very cool. How did you come up with this idea with of yoga arena i know your i know your backgrounds in dance but i'm just curious like what your what this progression was like to to birth this beautiful just offering out to the world oh thanks for saying that yeah that class was really special and um that was a uh, shake your chakras which is probably the most um impactful class i teach in terms of shifting energy and um, a lot of people do have those types of breakthroughs, um, which is amazing. But yeah, Yoga Arena started, I suppose, um, when I started teaching yoga about eight, nine years ago, um, I was still dancing professionally as a ballerina and just going through a lot of, you know, emotional things in the dance world, a lot of confidence and self-esteem issues. Um, and I, I found yoga and that was just such a beautiful experience for me to look inward and, and make some really big shifts in my mindset, um, regarding my body and my, um, my career, I suppose. And it led me to really want to create some type of offering where I felt as great and beautiful and expressive as I did, um, performing on stage or in the dance studio, but without the the pressure of feeling like I had to look a certain way or perform a certain way. So basically just marrying the beauty and release um, and healing of, of dance that it, it, it does have the capability of doing mm -hmm. with um, that space of yoga, because yoga is such a, 
safe space for a lot of students to come and turn inward and not have to worry about the outside world. Mm -hmm. But there was still just something missing for me in my yoga practice. So I needed that extra um, feeling of of beauty and of fluidity that ballet brings you. Yeah, that was the exact mm-hmm. term I was thinking, the, the feeling of fluidity, because that's what I get when, I, when I'm doing your classes, which for me with yoga, I've had a similar experience. I always felt like you're pointing, like there's just something missing. There's not, it was too structured, which is very, in my opinion, more masculine, which is beautiful. But, but mm-hmm. you, you brought in the femininity and it just takes it to this whole other experience, which I just, I just love it so much. So. Yay. So I'm curious though, what that you, you talk about this process of healing. Um, and obviously through yoga, probably I would imagine really started that path and then really fully have expressed out, um, this great experience through your own healing. And I, I'm curious what, what the, at what point in your dance career, did you decide that you needed to shift to yoga? And what, I mean, I guess, what was the progression of that like for you? Well, I suppose I I did yoga um, for a really long time. I think I had it in a summer program, like yoga for dancers, and I would Mm -hmm. just hop into a class every once in a while. So I knew that you know, it was good for stretching and all those things. Um, so it was always in the back of my mind that I, I could do yoga, I guess. But I think I got into it mainly in terms of like healing because the dance world can be very harsh. It can, you know, I've had many different experiences in the dance world. I, I don't want to say it's all just horrible and mean um, at all because I had a really, really wonderful career and I had many people that supported me and um, I did have jobs that I felt worthy of and all of that. But there is a point where you're looking in your, you're looking at the mirror for eight hours a day in a leotard. And there's, there's no way that that doesn't take a toll on your brain. So I was um, with a professional dance company, Ballet Arizona for eight years. And throughout that time, there's just so many ups and downs. Like I would get a good part and then I wouldn't be put in a ballet that I wanted to be in. So just, and I always attached those moments to, um, am I good enough? Am I skinny enough? Am I pretty enough? You know, just Mm -hmm. all of those really athletic things that I was defining myself by. What age, can I ask, what age did that process, do you believe it all started for you? Well, I know I was... (laughs) When I was even first auditioning for ballet companies, um, I had gained a little bit of weight um, just as, you know, going through puberty and getting um, breasts. I I had bigger ones for a dancer. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And that was always a sense of insecurity for me. So I remember when I was auditioning, I was about 18 and I just really started to limit what I was eating. I started running and I just had this mentality of, if I'm not the skinniest, I'm not the best, and I'm not going to get a job. And you said you were so eight, it, 18? Yeah, when I was about 18. Um, and I also was really healthy. I was always into nutrition and being healthy and cooking. So it, it didn't get so extreme where I was, you know, need 
was needing help in, in terms of an eating disorder. Yeah. But later I came to realize, no, that was not normal. Um, but so it started there. And I, I think throughout my whole career as I had a lot of, um, ups and downs in my weight, I was on birth control for a little bit and that made me gain weight. And, you know, just mm-hmm. in my twenties, discovering what it was like to be a woman and what it was like to, to have a body that was going through a cycle, because if you're not a woman, you don't just don't understand how that feels. And yeah. I had a lot of male bosses and it really, it was so hard to communicate that because I would start to get, you know, I, there was a couple moments where I got fat talks and some of them were in line with my cycle. And I just always felt like my body was betraying me. And at some point I just was like, no, this is what a body does. And it's a beautiful mm-hmm. process. I can either like hate it and, and just shove it away. Or I can try and sync with my cycle and love myself and heal and know that it's okay to, um, to have breasts and to have a period and all of those things. Yeah. Did you have someone kind of, um, a support system or someone that was kind of helped you see that? Or was it always kind of innately within you, this sort of intuition that like, no, they actually don't know what they're talking about. This is actually completely healthy and completely normal for, for where I'm at. Yeah, I think, I honestly think it was innately in me. I, I feel like my yoga practice helped me ask a lot of questions about who I was doing this for and why I would attach certain things to define my whole self self worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, my family has always been a great support system, but I didn't share any of these things. This was all an internal. As soon as you share, it's like you're weak. You know, yeah. I when I was really thin, I wanted everyone to think it was supernatural and that I just like did whatever I wanted, but I was a dancer. You know, I never wanted people to know like, oh, this is something I think about all the time and something that is a struggle and a challenge. Um, so I, I, I had a life support system, I would say, but no one really knew, didn't ask for help from any of these, uh, any of these things. But so- as soon as you got deep, Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh no, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah, I was just as soon as you dive deep and and start to ask yourself questions, um, I think it's there. Like as a woman, you're just like, no, this is this is my body and this is who I am, and and it's okay. And if it's if if I want to change something, that's up to me to do in a way that's honoring myself and not hurting myself. Yeah. It's really interesting. I feel like there is this strong uh, desire and awakening that's happening. I can feel it, you know, just within myself and with the women that I'm surrounding myself with is this sort of idea that we're, we're even waking up to the idea that our, we've been in many ways tried to, there's been a, a desire to control the feminine and the process of the feminine. And we do it to ourselves, you know, on our own without anyone else. And then we also have doctors to help control your experience as you're going through your period or control your ability to get pregnant. And 
you know, using all of these sort of created control tactics of different ways to to try to tame the feminine. And I find it fascinating and beautiful when women pull through and say, uh-uh, you know, so I, I totally honor you for kind of having that innately within you. Um, Cause it's a, you know, that's a strong, it's a strong feminine force to say, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. So you, you live in LA now. Yes. Yep. Los Angeles. And is your boyfriend a ballerina too, or husband? I don't know if you're married. I just saw a really cute <laughs> Instagram video of the two of you dancing and he looked like a ballerina. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, he, I would call him a dancer more than a ballerina, but, um, he, yes, that's actually how we met. Um, we met in ballet, Arizona. Um, and he's from Arizona originally. So, and we are married. He's my husband. Um, oh, cool. and, and yeah, he's definitely go now in the more contemporary dance world, um, which is how he originally started training and he does, um, choreography as well. So definitely film. (laughs) How did you end up in Los Angeles? So I was born and raised here, um, in LA. So somewhere I've been wanting to move back for a long time. You know, I grew up by the beach. I love the weather. I like the people here. I like the vibes. Um, but I moved to Arizona cause that's where I got, um, a good job, lived there for eight years. And then my husband and I have kind of been bouncing around for the past six years. Um, I, have been with a touring company that's based in Connecticut called Momix. And mm-hmm. I didn't even live in Connecticut. So I was always traveling back there to work for them. But we lived in Montreal for two years, which if anyone's thinking of moving there, I would highly suggest it. It's an amazing, amazing city. Wow. Um, and then we lived in Chicago, which I think I think I had just had it at that point and I, we lived there for two years and I was ready to move back. So we made the move, um, and this transition right before the pandemic. So that feels, it feels interesting to be here and not feel, um, rooted or settled at all, but I do feel at home, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Are you by the beach? We unfortunately are not, um, which considering moving towards towards the beach but when we first got back we stayed with my sister for a little bit to find a place and we chose Hollywood because of my two jobs so I was walking distance to the two jobs that I was starting in February Um, both unfortunately are no longer as uh, this pandemic has made studios close and a lot of businesses go down. And one of my very favorite, favorite places in LA, I was so thrilled to be teaching at, um, had to close down for the time being, I think forever, but I'm sure the creative creators will create something else beautiful. But, um, yeah, yeah, so we moved here for my jobs that no longer exist. So now we're (laughs) thinking of moving back towards the water because we go, um, twice a week we go to the beach if you can see the surfboard in the back (laughs) yeah yeah you know it's funny I was um I was watching a video um just a YouTube video of drone footage of Venice Beach and it was just like 
there's some people there, but I'm like, that's not the Venice Beach that I, you know, walked on and had my first date with my husband on. And like, it, it was, it's such an iconic, uh-huh. beautiful place. And I, I hold, you know, I, I such a special place in my heart. And to see it, I was just like, wow, you know, this is, it's eerie. It's different, you know? Yeah. I haven't, I've gone a couple of times and it might be crowded on the weekends now. I'm not sure. Well, that's, but well, that's good. I think that makes me happy that people are out and about and trying to. I think it's shifting. I think it's good. starting to shift, maybe good. not to the full capacity because businesses um, are still closed here, unfortunately. Yeah. But outdoor, the good thing about Venice is that they do have a lot of outdoor patios. So mm-hmm. I think that that's the one thing that people are doing. So, um, I'm sure it's going to pick up soon. Hopefully I'm really, really hoping. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's, it's a wild time. It's, um, there's just so many unknowns and this idea that we just have to surrender to not, to not having any sort of idea what's going to happen and know that we're just, we're not in control right now, you know, and that, we can fight it and we can resist it or we can just say, I guess I'll just be riding the wave on this one and we'll see, you know, we'll see where it leads. Yeah. There's so many layers to it too, because some people's whole life's work is tied up in brick and mortar studios and businesses. And so it's, it's so hard, you know, there's, there's so many days where I, I embrace that and I just say, okay, what are you going to do that you can do? Like, what are you in control of, um, mm-hmm. that you can move forward today? But there are also those days where I don't, I don't accept it. And I'm like, what's going on? And I just want to cry the whole day. Yeah. But, uh, and that's why I move my body. You know, that's why some of the work that I do, I do it because I need it. Um, and I think that's why many people do the work that they do. And, and that's where I, I start to shift and I'm like, you know, you have the tools, so use them, move your body, meditate, Mm -hmm. do the things that, you know, will, will help you, um, stay grounded and and centered. Is, do you feel almost like yogarina is kind of like a duty that you have? Like you, it's like you have these, you have all these tools and they are so wonderful and it would be, it would almost be wrong not to share them. <laughs> sometimes it's, you know, sometimes I, um, it's those moments where you get a text message from a client or from someone that took your class or, you know, a message from you saying thank you or anything like that, where that's when I feel the, that really, really strongly. Even if it's just one person that said it to me, I'm like, okay, this is affecting someone. This is changing someone's life. I am helping someone. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the beauty of of being virtual. It's been really difficult um, being virtual. And, but luckily for me, I I do like technology. I am kind of a um, tech and I like organizing things. So the transition online wasn't difficult in that sense, but not having the following and, and, and the personal connection and everyone doing it at the same time has been really crazy. But at the same time, you can reach people, um, that aren't in your state, your city, your community, um, and, and share 
share things that you've been wanting to share for years. You know, I traveled with Yogarina to festivals and conferences. Even my last one, I, I was supposed to do Sedona Yoga Festival. Oh, cool. It's canceled the day before it was supposed to start. Um, but I went up to Montreal in February. That was the last conference I did. And that was the extent of, of my ability to share Yogarina and shake your chakras. Um, was I only did them in person. I never did them online. So yeah. there's definitely been an opportunity to also share with people around the world. And, and I've, I've created so much content in this pandemic. So that's, <laughs> I guess, a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you deploying it on YouTube or like all, every platform or where, where's your, where, where will most I, people be able to find you? I would say in terms of free things, um, I have practices. I have a private Facebook group that's called Yogarina Tribe. And that's where I give uh, most of my full classes if I'm doing any any free trainings. Um, and then I do previews and smaller snippets on IGTV. Nice. So um, those are the two free platforms I use. Everything else is through I use Teachable for my courses and or through my website. Um, live classes. I do everything through my website. And then, um, yeah, most everything else is in course form right now. That's what I'm really into as it's more of a journey. And if, if people are at home and they want to be accountable and have a path that's really laid out for them, that isn't just a movement space, but yeah. a spiritual path to a certain goal um, that they might have, mm-hmm. both body and mind. It's it, they're all linked. I can never move my body without, you know, feeling all the feels or being yeah. in with my energy. Yeah, when the when the mind speaks, the body listens, whether we like it or yep. not. <laughs> that's what you know. That's why I was so I resonated with all of your branding so much for Sunspice when I when I got your package. I was like reading all the chakra stuff, and as you know, I'm I'm very into the chakras, and. And that is one of the things that fascinates me so much about that kind of work is that you can have such a mental block and it manifests in your physical body. Mm-hmm. And that is just like, oh my gosh, it's all connected. And yeah. um, it's such a powerful tool to for self-inquiry, awareness, and then transformation eventually. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's interesting by creating these sort of like, courses and by teaching, at least I found, and I'm sure you're into it now is it, when you choose to be a teacher, I feel like what, what we actually choose to do is decide that we're going to always come back. We have to come back to the practice, even when we don't want to, because there are now, now you have other people to hold you account, accountable. You have people that they need this as much as you do. And it, it's a beautiful thing, but it's also like, dang it. Some days you're just like, I just want to, I just don't want to show up, you know? (laughs) And, um, (laughs) but you know, that, that sort of, you know, that continually, um, or the continual just coming back and recommitting to that is, you know, I mean, that's, that's where, that's where the, all the power is where that's where it lies. Absolutely. Um, that practice is so important to me and one of my core values in my business is ritual and setting up rituals in my life, especially in this time where there is no 
you know, I don't feel like my life has shifted a lot from the pandemic. I know some people haven't had that much shift in terms of jobs, but I felt like the ground was taken out from underneath me and implementing ritual has been the only way for me to, to, like you're saying, come back to my own practice and stay rooted so that I can share my offerings and help other people without, um, you know, falling apart and without coming at a place where I am the student as well. And I keep working on myself in order to, to share with others. Yeah. What, I mean, what are some of your rituals that you've found have been very effective for you? Um, meditation is probably the number one and it's the hardest one for me. I'm, I love moving my body. So that ritual for me is a lot easier. I don't, I don't struggle to get on my mat. I have, I can do stretching. I can do so many different types of movement. I love to work out. I love weights. Like I love all of the movement stuff. So that, that one's not hard for me, but, um, my mind, I'm an air sign and I'm just always running at a thousand miles a minute. Mm-hmm. So the meditation has always been something that I'm dragging my feet and I, I don't want to do it, even though I know it, it's so good for me. So that's, kind of have a routine in the morning where, you know, get all the personal stuff done, feed the cats, put the coffee on, and then I take a meditation break. Um, And that's usually followed by grabbing the coffee after the meditation. (laughs) So once I've centered myself, and then um, I've been getting really into journaling, more as just a brain dump. Like I said, my mind is moving so much at 100 speeds and for me to just dump it on a piece of paper is a huge, huge relief. Um, and then it's also a tool. I get a lot of my content during meditation. So yeah, I'm surprised that I don't want to do it more because I get a lot of mantras and, and things that I will write down in my journal afterwards. And that's my, that's, that goes right into my classes. You know, that's what I, I share because it came to me in such a, moment where maybe I was feeling sad or depressed or, or happy, maybe whatever I was feeling, something came out of me in word form that I can use, um, in my teachings in even social media, you know, it's like, what am I going to say today? And, and those moments where I said, okay, that really helped me. Then I can share it, um, yeah, through that media. Well, yeah. Um, I always hate it when I lose my thought. I'm like, I had a real good question for you and it's floated away. Um, hmm, we were talking about rituals. It must come back. <laughs> oh man, speaking of rituals. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely relate to that sort of idea that you have to, like right now, more than ever, structure is so important because it does give you this sense of rootedness, you know? And I remember that even as a child, I don't know if you were the same where you would have like a planner and maybe you would write down Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, what you're doing. I still do that to this very day. It's like, I need to like lay it all out for myself. So in my brain, I feel more structure with, which leads to a stronger sense of, of security and rootedness. So, um, yeah, I, t- I totally relate to that. But we were, I'm like waiting for the thought to come back. You know, I'm like, I'm talking, waiting for that, that question to come back to me that I wanted to ask you. Um, d- how old were you when you started dancing as a ballerina? Um, I started training. I think I started when I was nine, actually, um, which is maybe a little bit 
uh, on the older side in terms of ballet, but I did musical theater before that, which kind of led me into dancing. Um, mm-hmm. So about nine when I started ballet classes and, and professionally right out of high school, I was 18, went into the, the pro dance world. Um, I, ha- I was, when I was reading your bio, I, I was giggling when you, you were talking about cooking with your grandmother in the Midwest and, uh, and thinking oh. sa- saturated fats were the devil. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I got so into health at such a young age because I guess being in California, like everyone's really healthy and. Well, it's a beautiful um, thing. It is a beautiful thing to be yeah. able to have that level of awareness, you know? Yeah. And I just, I remember we'd always go visit in the Midwest and we'd go to the Mall of America and get the cones of the cheese curds. With the, and I was just like mortified. like, what? And I would look it up and, and then I found out saturated fats like stick and clog and all these things. And I was like, that can't happen to me at like 13. I was That's watching funny. what I ate. So funny. Yeah. I showed a image to my older son who is He's eight now, but I think I showed it to him when he was five because I had someone had taken him to McDonald's um, without my permission. And, it, you know, I told him, I was like, you know, it's not this one time. It's not a big deal. You know, I, I strongly believe in finding balance in life. I don't think you should be too extreme in on almost anything that you do, you know, because life is this dance of finding balance. And I said, but I do I do need you to know what your reality would would be if you continued to consume that type of food because what you consume really creates the form that you are. And I, and um I didn't realize I didn't mean to he was sitting right next to me so I start googling, you know, overweight child eating fast food. And it just like opened up the most horrendous image that was just so scarring. And my son's eyes got so wide. And from that moment forward, he was like, I don't ever want that. I don't, I don't ever want that. And a part of me was like, I think, I think maybe that was a bit intense. Sorry, you saw that one, you know, but it, it definitely shook him, you know, to, to see it, you know, to see the results of, of that. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so cute and funny, but you know, and and ultimately that's, it's going to be his choice. So it's good that it's, mm-hmm. you have, you come from an education point of view and say, yeah, it's okay, but there's consequences to um, what you do and how you act. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whether it's what you're eating or what you're consuming in the world from, I mean, like just so even social media, it, I find, I find, uh-huh our food, our brain food to be as equally important, you know, it's, I feel like I never, I always knew that what you fed your brain would impact it, but I think it's really being highlighted right now because it's just like, I just feel like there's so much screaming and hatred being thrown. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even want to receive this. You know, I just, I picked up my phone to check and make sure that I, you know, received you know, that I didn't lose a message that was sentimental to me or that I responded and all of a sudden I'm getting this hate stuff, you know, being projected at me without my permission. I was just like, whoo. Yeah, that's been a struggle. You know, there's, 
so many things that have happened over the past couple months. And social media has been, for me, one of the biggest challenges because I feel like I, I use it so much for business and, and it's how I communicate with, with a lot of people and, and all of that. But it's also a source of, um, you know, comparison. And, and like you're saying, if, if there's messages that you didn't really want to see from whatever's on your feed and all of that, it's, it's, it's just a catch 22 for me right now. I, I wish I could just cancel all of my accounts and just take a hiatus, but I know that that probably wouldn't be the best idea if I'm trying to get people to come to my class. Yeah. Um, have, have you uh, watched the social dilemma on Netflix yet? I am a little bit afraid to, I have had several people talk to me about it um, this past week, actually. And it's um, like, do I want to watch it? I feel like I'm going to delete my whole phone if I watch it. But do, do you suggest it? I do. I do. Um, I, I definitely do. It's, it's, it's worth facing. Mm. I like it that you said it like that. It's worth facing. <laughs> It's a good way to put it. Well, we shouldn't end on such a negative note. (laughs) (laughs) Because the truth is, is what you do is so fun. And it really, I mean, I grew up dancing as a young child and it was very much a part of how I felt a sense of rootedness in, in a life that was very chaotic and up and down and very inconsistent. Um, I just mm-hmm. remember that, that moment of being able to get into a dance studio with my girlfriend, um, who was much older than me and she, and just dancing it out, you know, and, and we were, we did lots of hip hop, a little bit of jazz, some modern in there. And obviously ballet would find its way in, but I was, I was never trained sort of in that way. And, and ballet is a very feminine place to be at, you know, hip hop is like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And, and, and the, the flowing and the getting in tune with the way that your body is moving and, and controlling it, but fluidly, I feel is very feminine. And, um, and so it's, I just have had so much fun moving back into that place, you know, of of femininity through, through that type of movement. Um, so if, if you're like me, which I know many of you are, and you're, you're, you're looking to maybe find more femininity within you because it's easy as women, especially right now, to feel like we have to compensate and be more masculine, which is actually not effective. Um, it's counter-effective. Find, finding these classes that bring out these beautiful aspects of, of true femininity, like, like those classes, is, it's worth your time 100%. Bo, where can people find you? Um, people can find me on my website, campbell.com at spelled B E A U C A M P B E L L.com. Um, the website link is also on my Instagram, which is the yogarina. Um, and just to speak to what you said, I, I really do feel like there's so many different women that my classes are amazing for because there's there's the dancer who wants a safe space to dance. And, and then there's the non-dancer who maybe wants to come in and, and, and feel and look and, 
and flow a certain way that doesn't have any experience with it. So I really want to let go of the stigmas around dance in yoga arena so that people feel invited into the space and they don't feel like they've had to have training or, or any of that. It's really a oh, space yeah. for all women to come and, um, and explore, you know, how they feel in their bodies and have some type of personal expression too. That's really important to me is that someone can come into my class and feel like they can do it their own way. There's Mm -hmm. not going to be a right or wrong or, um, a correction, you know, and I used to get so many corrections as a dancer and everything in my class is suggestions and how to explore your own personal body and your own authentic expression within a framework so that there's guidance, but so much freedom along with it. Which is beautiful. So. It's, it's so beautiful. Yeah. This idea of expressing your authentic self through movement is, I've always found um, easier at times sometimes than expressing yourself through voice or these other areas, because it's, I mean, our body is just, it has, it holds so much wisdom in it. So Thank you so much for coming on my show. It's been so lovely to have you. And do you have anything, any events coming up soon that people should be aware of so they can jet right to your website and sign up? Um, I have just a weekly class that I'm doing right now, um, Tuesdays, 9.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And you get access for 48 hours when you register. Um, That's all the info is on my Instagram. But that's the only live class I'm doing right now. I also do a free um, jump and pump on my IG live on Fridays at 8.30, which is a jump rope class. um, Because I I like dance, as you've seen in my classes. It's not only ballet, but um, that kind of gives me uh, more of my exercise. So I'm, I'm really into fitness right now for some reason with the dance. So I'm coming out with a um, yoga arena fit program, which is some cardio dance, as well as um, learning a little bit more about ballet technique than in the flow. So you do more bar exercises, banded bar, and it's, it is a little bit more on the toning side. But for me, it shifts my energy in a way that is um, really uplifting and energetic. And it makes my workout for the day much more fun than, you know, whatever else I, I can find on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Well, great. Well, we will look forward to having you on the show again. And if you are just hopping on, make sure you go to bocampbell.com to get the latest on Yoga Rena and all the wonderful things she's doing. Thank you again for having or for coming on the show, Bo. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye.